0: If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into The Wrap. For the week ending March 9, you're tuned into The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup, and this one might be a little bit bigger because it has been a big week. Take the launch of Samsung's new TVs, which missed CES in January, and were announced this week instead as Samsung introduced more QLED TVs. This year Samsung continues its work with Quantum Dot technology, a crystal that essentially improves the output from each pixel, providing more colour and contrast for TVs. Called QLED, it's Samsung's competition to the OLED TVs put out by LG, Panasonic and Sony, and this year improvements include better contrast for better blacks and an almost wallpaper-like effect to make a boring off-TV look like it's part of the furniture. That's just one of the ways Samsung hope its Q series will impress, and with sizes stretching from 55 inches all the way to 88, it should fit in rooms of all sizes. And that's good because the other major launch this week is all about room. Specifically, how much room you have to clean. If you currently rely on a stick vacuum, there's a good chance it runs out of battery before you're done. And it's one reason why so many households still rely on one of those old vacuums you plug in. This week that might change, as the company that practically reinvented the vacuum, and certainly reinvented the hand dryer, has reinvented the vacuum once again. This week, Dyson announced the V10, and while the name suggests it's certainly bigger than the V8 and V6 before it, it's also a little smaller. and Debris Tank, bigger. The battery? Yep, that's bigger too, hitting the 60-minute mark. Even the head and accessory supply is bigger. But you know what isn't? The motor. It's actually smaller and weighs less, running faster and moving more air and suction, making it perform better. And it's so impressive that Dyson isn't going to make a plug-based vacuum anymore, making wireless better for all. And when you go wireless, you never go back. That's true of lots of things, not just your vacuum, and includes sound, like with wireless and cordless earphones. One model last year even managed to impress us greatly, with Jabra's Elite Sport Wireless, offering good sound, good battery life, and no cords for a little over $300. And this year, Jabra is stepping it up. Called the Jabra Elite 65T, it's an improved model that has been redesigned to let the air and sound move more, improving the audio quality and giving it more punch. The new design is also much more comfortable to wear, and they don't let in a lot of noise from the outside, so you get the sound you want in something that is compact and user-friendly. They've even managed to improve the battery life, topping out at 15 hours when used with the battery case. We do wish the app was better and the bass was a little punchier, but at $299, they make a real impact. And at a little under $500, so does Apple's first smart speaker, the Apple HomePod, but not exactly for the reasons you might think. You can call it Apple Hi-Fi 2.0 if you want, but it's a little more than that, offering one of the most well-developed small speakers we've ever seen, delivering a real punch for its size. First there's design, and like a typical Apple product, it has that nailed with simplicity all around. On the inside, it's hardly simple. There are seven tweeters, one woofer, six microphones, and a partridge in a pear tree. Well, not really the last one. But there is an Apple A8 processor, like on the iPhone 6, and that's there to analyse the sound coming out and compare it to what the room sounds like. It's kind of like having a sound guy always there to tell the speaker what it should be doing, and it sounds brilliant. For the size, the amount of well-balanced audio with real punch and dynamics on the bass, and oodles of volume, it's just surprising to say the least. We haven't been this impressed by a small speaker in ages, and it blows away anything else in its size. Where things fall down is usability, because it's a very Apple sort of affair with the HomePod. You can only control it using an iOS device and your voice, which means the iPhone, or iPad, or your voice. And you can only listen to things through Apple Music. You might have an Android with Apple Music, or an iPhone with Spotify, but neither qualify. It's iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, Apple Music only, and then your voice. And you could always give Siri a command, say, hey Siri, and watch her spring to life on the top of the speaker, but she might not always get it, and she may even censor herself, because even though adults can use every word we want to, Apple censors Siri. The thing is, we can overlook much of this because the speaker is just so good, and it can control other Apple HomeKit-enabled products like lights. But we wish it worked with more than Apple's products, and we wish the iPhone Siri, the Apple Watches Siri, and the Apple HomePod Siri didn't all try to interpret our commands at once. Seriously, it happens several times. And for a first-gen product, the Apple HomePod is great, but it could be better. And it probably will be when Sonos links up with it later in the year. We'll let you know when that happens, but for now, you've been listening to The Rap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. You can find out about these stories and more at the picker.com.au website, and you can find more of this show through podcast networks like TuneIn, Stitch, Pocketcast, and Apple's own podcast. You can even ask HomePod to play the rap and it will. That's one way of doing it. The Rap will be back next week for more technology in as fast a time possible, usually in the space of five minutes. But until then, have an awesome week. We'll see you next time on The Wrap. Take care.